Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Nicole and you are listening to Pray the Word. And we are a podcast where we like to pray the Word of God in relationship with Him, fully expecting Him to answer. And one of the things that I'm realizing lately too is um, to expect an answer means that we are still. And in this podcast, um, obviously it's a podcast, so you're used to just listening. Um, But I want to encourage you to, at times, just pause it and think about what it is that we're reading together or the scriptures or maybe after we read one of the scriptures. If you are in a place where you're at home or whatever, you can just look that scripture up yourself or just pause the podcast at different times and ask the Lord, what are you saying to me? And if this is true, how do I align my life with yours? And I think that will be just a way for you to practice pausing even while we're listening to a podcast and and pausing for the purpose of giving God room to answer. Um, That's something that I need to do more and more um, myself. So welcome to the podcast. We are in day seven of an Advent reading put out by the Dwell app, and the link to the free PDF will be below in the notes. And today we are reading scriptures from Psalm 85, Ezekiel 36, and Mark 11, and we're using the Passion Translation and also the New Living Translation. Holy Spirit, we just invite you here to come and to speak. And I just ask for myself that you help me quiet my heart. There's a lot going on even today. And I just ask to be realigned and recentered with you, God, that my thoughts and my actions today would reflect the God that I believe <laughs> and the God that I trust. Um, Lord, come, come to the place where this one is listening also, and let them experience your wraparound presence. God, the joy of just being close to you, of intimate with you, let them experience, God, your El Shaddai name, which is all-sufficient, the one who holds close to the chest. God, I just pray that over the one that's listening today, and we We lift up your name. We just thank you. We ask you to help us to pray. Help us to be still. And God, again, I just ask four times that you would help us to pause the podcast just to listen to what you would say. Psalm 85. For the pure and shining one, a prophetic song composed by the sons of Korah. Lord, your love has poured out so many amazing blessings on our land. You've restored Jacob's destiny from captivity. You've forgiven our many sins and covered every one of them in your love. Pause in his presence. Now I'll listen carefully for your voice and wait to hear whatever you say. Let me hear your promise of peace, the message every one of your godly lovers longs to hear. Don't let us in our ignorance turn back from following you. 
for I know your power and presence shines on all your lovers. Your glory always hovers over all who bow low before you. Your mercy and your truth have married each other. Your righteousness and peace have kissed. Flowers of your faithfulness are blooming on the earth. Righteousness shines down from the sky. Yes, the Lord keeps raining down blessing after blessing, and prosperity will drench the land with a bountiful harvest, for deliverance and peace are his forerunners, preparing a path for his steps. God, I think the thing that I'm just so struck with today with this scripture is how you speak to us as a people. I think so often, Lord, as an individual, we just feel so unworthy and we we feel like, man, we are not walking according to wisdom or we are not walking according to grace and mercy. And, and we are, we forget so often, God, who you are. But I, I thank you again for the invitation to listen carefully to your voice and to wait to hear whatever you say. I thank you also, God, that your promises depend on you. Um, and there is something about corporate agreement that I really do believe, Lord, on the land now, in your people now, that you are teaching us, Lord. Um, it's it's not so much about the individual and in the West, it has been so much about the individual and we're coming into, I do believe Lord, a season where, um, it's going to be about corporate agreement. It's going to be about gathering together and agreeing together and repenting together, seeking your face together. God, um, it's going to be more about what you want to say to us as a people because your word stands. And I love what you say, Lord. Um, Verse 11, verse 10, actually, your mercy and your truth have married each other. Your righteousness and peace have kissed and flowers of your faithfulness are blooming on the earth and righteousness shines down from the sky. Yes, the Lord keeps raining down blessing after blessing and prosperity will drench the land with a bountiful harvest. And God, thank you thank you that these promises are true even for now deliverance and peace are your forerunners preparing a path for your steps and god i thank you i pray for those who in this season god i do believe that you are causing deliverance as you have been in such good ways wrecking us as individuals and helping us to see our need god and what some would struggle and say I have these mental health issues, God. I think what you want to do is just to get us to agree with you that we need help. (laughs) And that if we struggle with depression or we struggle with a lack of of self-worth or self-motivation or depression, God, that you want to say, I know that. And I want you to agree with me that that's something, but I also don't want you to stop there. I want you to ask me to deliver you from that, Father, because you said deliverance and peace are your forerunners. Deliverance and peace are your forerunners. I know that that, Lord, this is an Advent verse, 
But I do believe that this is also a timeless promise that deliverance and peace are your forerunners. And I just want to declare over the one listening today who is struggling, who is struggling, God, that their portion of their inheritance is deliverance. If they know Jesus, he has come and he has given freedom already. It is not right for the children to still be bound when they have been set free. So Father, I declare over the one who is struggling, freedom. But the one who's listening, if you are struggling with that, you have to agree. You have to go back to Jesus and say, you said in your word, you said that deliverance and peace are your forerunner, preparing a path for your steps, preparing a path for God, um, for Jesus to come. So Father, I just, I pray again. I pray deliverance and peace over the one who is listening. I pray for a rest. I pray for a boldness to ask you again, come deliver me. And if there are action steps that you want them to take to walk out their freedom, I pray that they would, no matter how small and no matter how seemingly insignificant, that they would begin to do the things to actively receive your promise of deliverance and peace. You've already given to it it to us through Jesus. How do we walk this out? How do we walk it out? So I thank you, Lord. Ezekiel 36, 24 and 28. For I will gather you up from all the nations and bring you home again to your land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. And I will take out your stony, stubborn heart. And I will give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey all my regulations. And you will live in Israel, the land I gave your ancestors long ago. You will be my people, and I will be your God. I thank you, Lord, for this word. I thank you for all the I wills. This is dependent upon you, God. This is what you have done. And those who were Israel, who had the faith of Abraham, Lord, you have grafted us in, and you have said all those who believe have the same belief as Abraham. We have also become the righteous. We we are the righteousness of God. We are righteous in your sight, God, and we have been grafted into this body of believers who before the cross, Father, faith was reckoned to them as righteousness. And now, Father, after the cross, we look back on it. They were looking forward to it. We're looking back on it. And we have our faith in the cross and the finished work of Jesus. And that same faith reckons us as righteousness as well. God, all these I will statements are for us too. We, we, we have been given a new heart. We have been given a new spirit. We have had our stony, stubborn heart taken out. And we have been given a tender, responsive heart. And you have put your spirit in us so that we will follow your decrees. And we can be careful to obey your regulations, God. We have the ability. So I just speak power and endurance to my brother and my sister who's listening today. You have the ability to walk this out in Jesus' name. There are... Um, designs, there are things, there are strategies, there are action steps that God has given to you and you know them and you know what they are. So I just speak oh, empowering and action 
to the one, go and do what God has said to do. This is your deliverance. When, when Naaman, I think it was Naaman, sorry if it wasn't, but I'm pretty sure it was Naaman, wanted to be clean of leprosy. There was a slave girl in Israel who said, I know the guy who can clean you, who can clean you and who can make you whole again. And Naaman was offended because he wanted to go wash in some place because he was told, hey, go wash in the Jordan River seven times and you'll be clean. He's like, you know what? Can I just go, go, go wash myself in this other place? It's a lot cleaner. But that's what you said, God. You said through your prophet, go wash in the Jordan. And I just speak to my brother and sister. If there are things that God has said, start doing this and you will walk out your deliverance. God, that they would not be offended at the call, but they would do it, Lord Jesus. They would do it because your Holy Spirit gives them the ability to do that. So God, thank you. And then this last scripture is Mark eleven twenty seven through 33. They again came into Jerusalem, and while Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the Jewish rulers, the chief priests, certain religious scholars, and the elders approached him. They came up to him and they asked, What right do you have to say and do these things? Who gave you the authority to do all this? And Jesus replied, I too have a question to ask you. If you can answer this question, then I will tell you by what power I do all these things. Where did John's authority to immerse come from? Was it from heaven or from people? Answer me now. And they stepped away and they debated among themselves saying, how should we answer this? I mean, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, well, then why didn't you respond to John and believe what he said? But if we say from the people, we fear the crowds for they've, they're convinced that John was God's prophet. So they finally answered, we don't know. Then neither will I tell you where my power comes from to do these things, Jesus replied. Here's the quote. Maintain the conviction that our disorderliness is not natural to us. And do not listen to those who say it is no use talking about it because that is just how we are made and you cannot do anything about it. That is not how we are made. And if we undertake to cure ourselves, then we will be able to do something about it. Saint Theophan, the recluse. To live as a follower of Jesus is to believe that transformation is possible. It is to profess through word and deed that we are not finished products. Neither has our journey reached its final destination. Whatever keeps you up at night or leaves you anxious during the day does not have to forever define who you are or who you will be. Yet it is remarkably easy to fall into this way of thinking, is it not? I've always been this way, we say, throwing our hands up in defeat. Though common and understandable, we must begin to see that there is nothing inherently Christian about this way of viewing the world or our place in it. It is possible to live your entire life and never become truly human. 
In many ways, this is one of the primary insights we are meant to glean from this season of preparation. Though we may eat, sleep, laugh, and cry, we are capable in the process of missing the end for which we were created, namely to share in the very life of God. In taking on flesh and bones, Jesus condescends and speaks to us at our level. Yet the heart of his message was and is and will forever be one of growth, becoming something we previously were not. As God promises in Ezekiel 36, 26, I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Fundamentally, this is a promise of transformation. It is a reminder that one can live without being truly alive. In short, it is an invitation to become fully human. Prayer for the week. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which your son Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. God, I pray for the one who is listening, who has all but given up any hope of deliverance, God. I just say, God, come surround that person. Help them experience your presence. God, I pray encounter for this one in Jesus' name. The things that you've spoken to them, the whispers that you've said, for them to actively receive what you want and desire and have paid dearly to give them, God. I pray they would activate. I pray the same for myself, God. I am convicted through this reading today. And there are things that I know I need to employ and go and do. Lord, not to get from you, but because I have it. It's a way to actively receive what you've already given to me, God. So I pray, Lord, stir up belief, stir up hope, stir up action in this one in Jesus' name. Reflective practice. If you don't already have one, consider beginning a prayer journal this Advent. As we journey through this life, it is important to remember where we've been along the way and more significantly, who we have become in the process. A simple record of your life with God can serve as a source of encouragement and a reminder of His faithfulness in your life, especially in seasons where you may be prone to forget or doubt His goodness and love for you. So God, again, we just commit this day to you. We thank you so much for your scriptures. We thank you so much for your word um, that is useful for teaching, rebuking, and uh, training in righteousness so that we can be, Lord, we can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God, so that we can walk out the relationship that you have given to us, God, so that we can live in the fullness and freedom, the deliverance and peace that you've already purchased for us, God. We want to live, we declare today, in the fullness of who we are. We want to live, Lord, as you've created us to live. 
God, we want to live fully experiencing the Abba Father love that you have for us and the empowering of your Holy Spirit to share that love with those around us, Father. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.